Good morning. Yesterday we spoke about unrealistic expectations. However, we didn't define as to why it is that people have these unrealistic expectations. Where does it come from? So, I'll start with the story. The Shadchan who set me up with my wife, very, very wise woman in Jerusalem. And I used to, as a Yeshiva Bacha, I used to go to her for meals. Before I was even in the parish of Shiduchim, and I used to ask her, you know, different experiences that she had and lessons that I could learn and cull from her, from a, a tremendous amount of input that she had. And one of the things she said was that there was a certain girl that she was trying to set up, and every single Shidduch she constantly rejected. This wasn't good, that wasn't good, etc. And she saw what the problem was, and she tried to explain to her, but she said to me, you know, with a person like this, of course not mentioning the name, but with a person like this, she said, I would have liked to have stood in front of the mirror and said, you know, this is what you expect from others. Look at yourself. One of the big problems that's in the world around us is the Western concept of being married to someone and quote-unquote living happily ever after, meaning living selfishly ever after, living with a life where I get all the time. Also, the model in your mind of what a wife is supposed to be is drop-dead gorgeous for life, right? totally um, subservient, and that's unfortunately what a lot of people think and a lot of people are striving towards. You know, the, the supermodel that unfortunately exists even in the frumest people, especially those who have been influenced by the Western culture and the Western world. And that's not marriage. That's actually not love at all. That's really something totally different. That's really lust. That's all it is. It's not love. Real love, says Rav Desta, comes through giving. And I want to tell you an example in the Torah of this, which had just put our perspectives correct. Yitzhak Avinu, when he marries Rivka, he didn't know her for very long before. In fact, he met her and that was it. And he got married, he got married to her. And when he got married to Rivka, it says that he met her, took her into the tent, and then loved her. Says Rishamshinah for Hirsch, why is it in that order? Why is it in the order of he met her, he took her into the tent, and then he loved her? And the Territ says, because the love only comes about once you've lived together. Once you've had all the experiences together, that's when the love happens. Why? Because now you are working on yourself. Now you are appreciating. Now you're sick and this person's caring for you. That's where the real love comes from. Not through the, just the attraction. The attraction is a gift that Hashem gave, similar to when you put a spread onto bread. You know, when you're eating bread, you don't want to eat bread normally, just plain. You want to have it with peanut butter, chocolate spread, honey, jam, marge, whatever else it is. That's the attraction that, that pulls you together. And then after that, it's the actual bread that you want. It's the fact that you can have a wife and a mother and a connection between the two. So that's the first point. The first point is, is the unrealistic expectations is often stemming from a non-Jewish approach of having a supermodel, Barbie doll, etc. And that's not real, that's not life, and that's actually not true love.
that's lust. The real love and connection comes later. Another thing importantly regarding why we, we have these things in our mind of what we want is because the reality is many of us haven't quite worked in our selfishness enough. I'll give an example. You know, when I was in Yeshiva, Yeshiva's Lake with East in Yerushalayim, so the Rosh Yeshiva had a policy. Policy was that even if he had rooms available, no boy could be, could be by himself in a room. And the minimum was two and better to have even three in the room. Why? Because when you're with other people, you have to deal with them. He wants the window open, he wants the window closed. He's messy, he's neat. He, you know, stays up late, this one doesn't stay up late. His lamp's on, his lamp's not on. All these things are there to build one's midos, to build your character. And that will only come about when you actually live with someone. Unfortunately, some people, even in the finest homes, live with the idea of getting what they want. You know, as a school teacher, I can tell you that one of the greatest gifts a person could ever give his child is to say, dare I say it, the word no. It's a gift. It's mamish a gift. Not to be cruel, not to deny them for the sake of it, but to give them the, the idea that not everything is going to go your way. I'll give you an example. As a teacher, I have the following that the children learn from me very quickly. A boy puts his hand up and says, Rebbe, that's not fair. And he'll tell me a whole story why I decided to give one boy this and him not. Or I pointed him out for doing something wrong and the other boy was doing the same thing. So you know what I say to him? Baruch Hashem. I'm so happy you did that. So firstly, in the beginning of the year, the boys look at me absolutely crazy. <laughs> what is this? And then I explain to them and I teach them the following. In life, we have to learn to deal with life even when it's not the way we want it. Even when the decision doesn't go our way. We don't get that toy that we wanted. We don't get that time to be on, um, you know, to have to that restaurant and to have that meal that we wanted, etc. We're not going to get everything our way. When you're playing on the soccer field and what happens is, you know, someone trips you. And it felt terrible and you went mad and you were about to score a goal and so what, you got a free kick. That's not the point. The point is, is that HaKadosh Baruch is going to send it our way and it's, we need to embrace that. I often say to him, after 120 years, Shem's going to ask you only about one person and that's you. And you can't live your life always demanding, it demanding and wanting everything to be the way you want it to be because it's not going to be that way. You know, your parents can you as much as you like. But when it comes to driving on the road and someone else cuts you off or knocks into you, God forbid, or a boss that you don't like to work for, or a fellow member in shul who drives you nuts, you've got to learn to get on with that. Sometimes marriages struggle because we go into the marriage wanting things so much the way we wanted it and having got it so often that that creates a lot of tension. Because then you don't understand, well, why is she being so difficult? It's not that she's being so difficult. It's just we are being too demanding and too selfish. That's another thing. Also building on what we said yesterday about making life not so serious at home. I'm going to share a story. 
There was a young couple that got married. And they went to see Rav Simcha Vassaman Zechat Tzadik Livrocha. Rav Simcha, we know, was married for probably about 80 years. And him and his wife were not blessed with children. And you can imagine a marriage of this long, etc. And they came in to the house, this young couple, and they had a meal with them. And they looked at them and they couldn't believe the jokes that were passing. The jokes, the fun, the, 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 just the easiness between these old, this old couple. And in fact, the boy who was there, the chosun, imagined to himself, who's the real chosun over here? Because Rav Simcha understood, that's a marriage.